Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. Almost 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. Knowing we can rely on regular gifts each month takes some of the guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you're invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. What is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia for the gospel. Click the banner at vision.org.au or in the Vision app to find out more about becoming a Visionary Extra Mile Partner. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We don't have to look too far back to see how over the years authority in the church has been abused. And so many people today, well, we're a tad suspicious of authority. And so we toddle along to church more as semi-interested volunteers. But that doesn't seem to be the answer either. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at this thing called church from a different perspective. So many things have changed over the last 50 years. I mean, half a century ago, the church played a key role in society here in Australia, where I live, and a whole bunch of other places too. A huge role. And whilst in some places it still does... That's not the case in others. In fact, you go back a few centuries and they were holding inquisitions and executing people in some places. Interesting how the position and the role and the influence of this thing we call church has waxed and waned over the last couple of thousand years. And not all of it historically has been good or positive. The Crusades, the Inquisitions, the trial and the conviction of eminent scientists like Galileo and Copernicus for holding heretical views like like the Earth isn't the centre of the universe and the Earth isn't flat. No, not all of it's been good. That's why I'm such a great fan of the separation of church and state. Seems to me, as I look back in history, whenever the church became too involved in the running of countries, it's really been a happy outcome. And so it's easy, very easy, to become very suspicious and edgy and concerned about manipulation and control when you hear someone talk about church and authority in the one sentence. But we can't talk about church without talking about this notion of authority, what it means to us here and now. I remember when I first gave my life to Jesus a decade and a half ago, I was very suspicious of churches. There are some pretty wacky cults out there, and the last thing I wanted to do was end up in one of those. The thing about cults is that invariably they have leaders who abuse their power, leaders who insist on so many strange things being done in the name of loyalty and submission to authority. Perhaps you're like me and you're old enough to remember the Jonestown Massacre in South America back in 1978 when James Jones, the leader of the People's Temple cult, convinced 909 of his followers to commit suicide by taking cyanide. Now, that's extreme, but it shows the sort of disastrous consequences that can happen when there's a blind allegiance to religious leaders. It's one extreme. 
And so because many of us hold some deep suspicions about the authority of so-called religious leaders, the pendulum in many countries, including my own, has swung in completely the opposite direction. These days, churches are filled with people who believe in Jesus, but who don't accept the authority of the leaders in their church. They see themselves as members, consumers of church, people who attend to receive advice, perhaps, but not as people under any kind of authority or accountability in this place called church. There's two extremes. Both, in my view, are disastrous. The one leads to legalism and, at its worst, to cults. The other means that instead of being the body of Christ, people who work together to bring the love of Jesus into a lost and hurting world, we're just a bunch of semi-interested, variably committed volunteers who help when it suits us. So, it's a really, really interesting question, this whole question of authority in the church, and it's one of the things that many a person, both people who believe in Jesus and those who don't, have against church. What's the answer? Where's the middle ground? Well, there are a couple of really interesting passages we're going to take a look at today. Here's the first one. It's Jesus talking. You can read it in Matthew chapter 18, beginning at verse 15. He says, if another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you've regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church... Let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, the church is the body of Christ. It belongs to Jesus, and what Jesus is talking about here is authority and accountability. It begins with mutual accountability. Church members are accountable to one another for their behaviour. That's why if someone does something wrong against you, Jesus says, look, the first thing to do is take them to the side and deal with it. Don't sweep it under the carpet. Deal with the issue. Chances are that should resolve the issue. But if it doesn't, it's time to take this matter of accountability a bit wider. Get a few people, witnesses involved. And then if that doesn't work, take it to the church, to the leadership. And if the leaders try to deal with it, but the person who did the wrong in the first place still won't listen, then let such a one be as a Gentile and a tax collector to you. In other words, boot them out. Why? Because Jesus has given the church the authority to do that. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is delegated authority straight from Jesus to the leadership of his church. Now, most of us have never seen that happen, and it will be an extreme step to take, granted. I was in a church once where a couple were removed because they continued to sleep together before they were married. It was done in love, but it was done with a clear understanding that this is what Jesus told us to do. And without going to the details, this act of authority and accountability by the leadership had a really positive outcome. The second passage that I'd like to look at is at the sort of leadership and authority leaders are expected to exercise. Have a listen. 1 Peter chapter 5, now as an elder myself and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory to be revealed, 
I exhort the elders among you to tend the flock of God that is in your charge, exercising oversight not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you do it, and not for sordid gain, but eagerly. Don't lord it over those people in your charge, but be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you'll win the crown of glory that never fades away. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you must clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. See, I love that. Leaders are called to lead well by example as shepherds guiding the flock rather than lording over people. And the rest of us, we are called to humble ourselves under this good leadership because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So, what I discovered is that when it comes to leadership, authority and accountability in the church, God isn't interested in either of the extremes. He doesn't want harsh, cult-like leadership any more than he wants us to imagine that the church is a free-for-all where anarchy prevails and we each do as we like. That kind of volunteer mentality, and I'll obey and I'll get involved if it suits me. The heart of God is to see godly leadership on the one hand and a humility amongst each one of us on the other where we're prepared to submit to godly authority. That may not be a popular message. That may not fit with our consumer mindset. But that's what the Word of God says. You look at it God's way, and it sits well, though. We know it's right. The truth the truth inevitably rests well in our hearts, because that's where it belongs. Godly leadership and glad submission. to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time Monday, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.